This Side of Country with Trav, supporting new artists and celebrating the legends on 95.9 KRFF. Hey, you're tuned into this side of country with Trav. We're here in studio. It's another nonprofit spotlight with our good pal Skyler at Thunder Coffee. Good morning, brother. How are you? Congratulations. You you've got your new location open now. How's that been running it's for you? It's up and running. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, weekends have been absolutely crazy over there. <laughs> What's it like in there? I haven't been there yet. Oh, so I the feedback I hear over and over again is that it doesn't even feel like you're in Fargo anymore. No it's got kidding. kind of this cool, like, big city vibe okay. to it, uh, but it's all Fargo. It's all local yeah. makers, local businesses. Is that a good thing, though? Are, are people saying it's a good thing? It's a good thing. Oh, good, yeah, good. Yes. No, it feels, I don't know if, upscale's not the right word, right. but uh, it feels it feels fancy. It's just oh. got a. Uh, it's a part of our growth of vibe. Yeah. That we're putting out here in Fargo Moorhead. It's another step in the growth process. Yeah. I love that. So we feel like we're thinking outside the box here a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and it, it's pretty cool. It's a yeah. space that I think a lot of people didn't realize they wanted or needed in right. our town. And as soon as you walk in there, it's. I mean, it's cool. Have you taken you? So you've taken a spun around the joint. Oh yeah, yeah, multiple times. What do you What do you like about it? Uh, well, I like my access to gelato. <laughs> and pizza uh, no it's good it's it's kind of like all of my favorite things under one roof yeah and then it's so neat that they've got um, two different event spaces so you can oh. be running different events at the same time um, the one on the first floor is a 500 person event space wow. and the one on the second floor holds I think capacity at 320 yeah so um, we've already booked the Thunder Coffee birthday party uh, oh, for cool. this summer we'll be on the second well, floor well we one. expect an invite to yeah, that absolutely, thing man absolutely yeah birthday party uh, wh- when is that now uh, it should be end of July end of July yeah, the date's gonna escape me but okay and then how old will Thunder Coffee be six what six six already yeah how does it feel like it's been almost six years it went by in the blink of an eye yeah it it really did right what was one of the biggest growing pains you had i don't know just everything business related from not being in a business background right right? taxes (laughs) (laughs) accountant things takes all all, the fun out of the way that business stuff stuff. yeah yeah. (laughs) well i love that you're here man great to be here uh what is this can oh this can i I was getting a little a little concerned here like he's gonna be drinking 40s on the air but that's not what we're doing here not not at all it's just a cool looking can it's a liquid death uh (laughs) sparkling water yeah uh this one is severed lime severed lime and they even give it really cool names like severed lime yeah the my favorite one is uh mango chainsaw or chainsaw mango i can't remember <laughs> i am totally gonna do that to my wife now when she goes hon would you like water yeah could you instead of giving me a slice of lime could you give me some severed lime, severed lime yeah. i'm gonna totally do that from we now sell on. these over at the brujala in our little grab and go cooler oh that's so cool well yeah. speaking of things that you sell tell me about what i'm drinking here today and what it benefits Oh, today I I got you hooked you up with uh, a different flavor. Kay. You've got a miel, which is honey and cinnamon latte. Oh, so good, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, but you've got a drink over there uh, as well that also connects with the nonprofits that you partner yeah. with. So yeah. we uh, we've got the Do Good Dolce. Okay, uh, it's a sweet cinnamon syrup that uh, every uh, $1 from every purchase of that drink goes to benefit the nonprofit that we feature on this show. Right. So. Well, fantastic. Let me be the first here to throw 10 bucks towards the oh. nonprofit today. Oh, heck yeah. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Tell me who we're talking to today. Uh, so today we've got... Do you go by Mike or Michael? Either one. Um, either's great. Either yeah. one? Oh, we've got Michael Bloom here. The Michael Bloom. The 
Fargo celebrity. The Michael Bloom. The one and only. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I heard you. he only likes to be talked to on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you, brother. Man, it's good to be I love being with you. It, it, it's just an upper for my day. Oh, same. So, I'm same, telling man. you. I love having you guys. And then we've got Skyler in the house. It's just the best coffee in town. Come on. Right. Heck Come yeah. on. Now, you guys have a little connection though as well you both have been in law enforcement well that's not the only thing oh there's more yeah we've got more connection than that our okay. resumes are very similar all right uh, Do you, tell. Might, you might not know this about michael but he has spent time as a barista no kidding <laughs> short term <laughs> yeah yeah long time ago but we have a co-worker in common althea Oh, you know yes, yeah. yes. She said she said you were kind of the world's worst barista. Oh, shout out to Althea because she's a truth teller, and that is the truth. So, But you know what? She was the kindest person to the worst barista on the planet. So oh, I'll well, tell you that. Uh, I'll tell yeah, you that. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does all of our, uh, a lot of our baked goods. Okay, at, awesome, uh, man. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for making time. You're doing great things over there. Thanks, man. H- getting into the hip-hop and doing things for a good cause with it too yeah that's so awesome skylar take it away man i can't wait to hear the story here sounds good i uh was just looking at my notes here and uh man we i had accidentally hit the microphone so oh sure our whole conversation's been transcribed oh fantastic (laughs) (laughs) feels like i'm back in court (laughs) um all right well we're gonna learn about what you're doing yeah so i want to know uh tell me about your nonprofit. Who are you? What do you do? And how long have you been at it? All great questions. So I was in law enforcement for eight and a half years, worked for the Fargo Police Department. And during that time, we were going into the Youth Correctional Center in Moorhead, Minnesota, the detention center, and we were doing a ton of outreach engagements. And really our goal was to bridge gaps and really connect kids to resources and hope and different leaders in the community. And then we were also going into Luther Hall and um, Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. So during that time, I just had more and more of a passion for people who are incarcerated. Really wanted to see hope and change brought to them. So last year, my wife and I, after a lot of talking, a lot of prayer, a lot of just seeking counsel from friends, we decided to make the jump. I told her I had this dream to start a nonprofit called Hip Hop and Hope. Mm -hmm. And the goal would be to meet people in the middle of their mess. Really when they're stuck, incarcerated, alone, and without hope, we wanted to bring that hope um, through a couple of different avenues. We do um, some simple engagement events where we go in and we bring in leaders from the community to develop and encourage and mentor people. And then we also do conference events where we do like one full day event with live hip hop, really? um, formerly incarcerated. And we come in and we try to just really theme an event, like put a theme around it, whether it's for kids or adults, and uh, bring bring the hope and love of God and the hope and the leadership that other people have to offer into those facilities. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So the road to get there, I mean, you had to have had this idea a while ago, right? This wasn't a new idea. It was wasn't it? a new idea, but it was building. So yeah. when we, as a police officer, we were hiring faith-based hip-hop artists to come into the detention center. Okay. So we did it for a couple of years. So we would do like the park events, Fargo yeah. United. Yeah. Well, then we would ask the hip-hop artists to stay in town and we would do like night events at, at the juvenile hall. Mm. Well, the kids were connecting to it so well and, and really like feeding into it. And then we even went out to the Youth Correctional Center in Mandan one year. Uh, we had the first lady, uh, Catherine Bergen, with us. She came and shared her testimony of overcoming addiction. And... It was just an incredible, I would say, vibe and connection. And one thing I noticed was hip-hop was just this bridge, period, to people. Sure. Um, I've seen it at a level two prison with grown men, and I've seen it now with you know kids in from 14 to 18 in juvenile halls. And so 
it was something that was building and then it was like man let's just take the jump yeah. and that's what we did so what what was your tipping point because it, it gets to that gets to that point for just about any small business yeah. or mm. nonprofit. you're getting to you've got this idea you're like i think i can do this i think it could work and then there's a tipping point where you're like that's it. I'm all in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was our last Christmas outreach at the juvenile detention center. So we started doing Christmas outreaches there like four years ago when I was a police officer. We'd go in and we'd have a church cook a bunch of brisket, pulled pork, beans, cornbread, and then Shields would uh, provide like 50 gift bags full nice. of winter clothing usually that we'd store in the kids' wow. property for when they're released. So we would serve this big Christmas meal. And I remember our first year, we all sat on the floor in circles. You know, we were just like, okay, this <laughs> it was just kind of like, we're, we're going to adapt. By the end of it, the last time we did it in 2021, we uh, man, we had tables brought in, tablecloths, Christmas decor. My wife was bringing all our decor from our house. Nice. We were decorating this place out like a Christmas meal. And that event, I just felt like I'm home. Like when I was in there, I'm like, I'm home. These kids are my passion, like reminding them of their purpose that I believe God has called them to a greater purpose in life than being incarcerated or repeating the same cycles of addiction. Like there's a hope and I just wanted to bring that hope and, and encouragement into those facilities. That's awesome. Can I ask a real quick question? I've always been so intrigued by this. I love what you're doing over there. Uh, it connects with the youth. Yeah. But is the hip hop aspect something that's uh, maybe the the adults in the community are a little unattached? And how do you get them to really become? Uh, I don't want to say buy into it, but going. I I, I want to connect with this too. Hip hop's not my thing. Yeah. But I really love the cause here. Does the hip-hop thing become a barrier? How do you get them over that hip-hop barrier to really resonate with what you're doing? Because you're doing fantastic things, and I think we all want great things for the youth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you talking about adults who are incarcerated or adults in the community, like like funders and stuff? stuff yeah, like that, that one. Well, just anybody that wants to support yeah. what you're doing. That's yeah. a great question, Travis. Um, for me, it has. For me, it's come with questions. Right. You know, what does it look like? And sure. and actually, so this um, starting spring. Um, into the fall, we're actually building a video, a fundraising video cool. that is going to take people inside the facilities with us. Yeah. We're going to collect a bunch of B-roll of what we're doing and tell the story of how hip hop and hope impacts people. Yeah. And really, I'm telling you, so like, I'll, I'll tell you a very short story and I tell this to a lot of people. We were at a prison in California and we had about 200 male inmates in there. Okay. And so right before the event starts, you know, you got guys that just have the appearance of more hardcore individuals. Mm-hmm. Right. Very tall, very muscular, bald heads with tattoos on them, yeah. tattoos on the knuckles. And so wow. it gives you that vibe, right? You're like, okay, this this feels like a real place. Yeah. So I get up there and I start kind of emceeing an intro in and then my boy from Florida comes up and he starts rapping. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. And the environment just shifts because none of the guys know who we are. Yeah. So it's like, okay, who, who are these guys? We've seen things before. Yeah. Everyone starts getting into it. Then the guy starts ministering and bringing hope and wow. talking about his testimony and overcoming violence and gang violence and drugs. And, and all of a sudden, by the end, we had guys who were incarcerated coming up and sharing their poetry and sharing their music. Love that. And then at the end, we had guys wanting to connect with us when we left. Yeah. So really what hip hop is, I would say it's a unique avenue to make men and women feel human again. Right. Hey, we're at a concert. We're not inmates right now. They don't see yes. us as inmates. We're not locked up. Right. And then it br- it bridges that gap. So when our keynote speakers come in, when our breakouts happen, yeah. we have this family environment. Yeah. And I, I, I would just say it, if it works, I don't try to fix it. Oh, absolutely. And then, no, and that's that's how I sell it. You know, I'm like, sure. I haven't 
I just keep seeing it work, whether it's the Clay County Jail, right. the Juvenile Detention Center. We're going to the Cass County Jail this weekend. Love that. Um, got an artist from Bemidji come in and one from cool. Georgia. So it's just going to be great, man. It's yeah. going to be great. Love yeah. it. Love it. Thanks, brother. I love hearing that. So how do you organize all this? How do you do what you do? Is it just you? You got a team of people? Yeah. Great question. So we started, a, like, we have our smaller projects. Like, one project is called Leadership Lean-In, where we go into the Clay County Jail every Friday, and we bring leaders from the community in, okay. and they talk all things leadership surrounding, surrounding faith, family, finances, um, you name it, they talk about it. So, like, we brought in people in from Bio Girls, uh, Mariah Prusha, we've yeah. brought in just different leaders that, that have a passion for people. Sure. And then for our bigger, larger scale events, I have a, I, w- I would call it a team of individuals, like, uh, DJ Pretty Ricky from F5. Yeah. He's going to be our DJ this weekend. Cool. He's kind of my go-to. Yeah. And then my buddy Ron from Bemidji, um, he's rapped with me in the past. He's coming to rap again. Cool. A friend of mine named V Rose from Georgia coming in. She has um, worked with us when I was a police officer. Right. And then so how it kind of works like in the juvenile hall, we'll have Youth for Christ in there with us. And Youth for Christ is is already doing a ton of work in there. So. Awesome. Any kids that want follow-up, Youth for Christ can can bring it to them. So I would say it's me and my wife and maybe one other person, but at the same time, it's like I have a team of individuals that I call on per event. Yeah. You know, what I love about this is I think, unfortunately, society, when somebody has been incarcerated, a lot of the society writes them off. And I love that you're in there going, uh-uh. Your story's not done. Yeah. You've, you're just beginning. you got a lot of story to tell. you got a lot of great things inside of you. We're going to bring them out. You're going to share them. I love that you're doing this. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, man. We tell people, if you're not dead, you're not done. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to go in and do some uh, talks with F5. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and that was, the the message was, your, your past doesn't define your future. Right? Yeah, man. Like, Thank goodness, because I think we all got a little something. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean go look me up. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, we all have things in the past. Right. You live, you yeah. learn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. it's part of getting older. <laughs> and I think a lot of times, you you can easily feel like, well, maybe you're not worthy of a second chance, or right. maybe you don't deserve people to, you know, um, fresh start. You get, I know you get. Our system isn't great about this, where you serve your time and then you get released. Well, then you've got all these barriers, right? Oh um, yeah, and you got a lot of people telling you that you're still not done serving your sentence, really, because you know it's hard to find housing and it's hard to get a job. And right. I always look at it this way: How would you feel if God gave up on you the second you made a mistake? Yeah, and wrote you off. Yeah. Man, we'd be screwed. Right. Yeah. But God is right there going, uh-uh, I got you. I got yeah. you. And that's what we need as people to be able to do as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally, man. Very cool. Um, so how long have you been doing this? And how long have you not been a police officer? We launched, so I left the Fargo Police Department in June of 2022, last year. Okay. And then our first event, which was with F5, they were partnering with us uh, in the Juvenile Detention Center. Our first event was last July. Okay. So we just like launched and went. And... Um, it's been evolving and growing. It's just been it's just been beautiful because the longer we've been doing it now, like we're almost up to our first year kind of, but you start seeing what works, what doesn't, and mm-hmm. then you start seeing, okay, there's a niche here or there's a need here. Right. And um, like I just I was just texting the programs coordinator at the Clay County Jail today and I said, Yo, if I start putting like a PSA out there for people to start donating leadership books, yeah. Uh, to fill these libraries, can we do that? And he's like, yeah, bring them in. Because a lot of jail libraries honestly kind of suck. They just don't have great content in them. Right. Sure. So we need like the Ed Milet's or the David Goggins or those kind of books, the Jocko Willings, like yeah. just great leadership material yeah. to challenge these people and encourage them. And 
And so it's just ideas like that, just little things. How, how can we help these people better in the middle of their mess? Right. So. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. So uh, what sort of, because I know it all hasn't been sunshine and rainbows, right? It can't be. <laughs> no. Nothing ever is. No. What kind of what roadblocks do you face? Like what, what are some challenges, some hurdles that you got to gotta jump over? Great question. Um, you know, running a nonprofit is just so much freaking work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's so much work for... Um, your salary never changes with the amount of work you do. Yeah. And you can't you can't look at it and say, man, I deserve more. You have to look at it and say, this is what I love. And mm-hmm. this is, for me, it's like, this is what I believe God has called me to do. Mm-hmm. And so, but that, that, dude, that's a roadblock. Like, it's something that you, I wouldn't say every day, but it's something often, I think, especially in the startup phase. You know, if we evolve and grow, but, you know, your foot's never off the gas pedal for fundraising. Mm-hmm. Right. It'd be so nice to start with a million dollars. Yeah. You know, you don't even start with a hundred dollars. So you just kind of like fundraise and fundraise. Yeah. And then, um, you know, looking at, can I afford an admin person to write grants? Can I afford an admin person to start reaching out to correctional centers? Mm -hmm. Um, Things that you want, but you don't have yet, but you want them. So I'd say nothing's ever like a deal breaker. It's just always remind yourself why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that it's honestly kind of helpful to look at other leaders who have done it well, sure. like Adam Martin, yeah. um, like uh, my friend John Fisher, like with Friends of the Children or different mm-hmm. groups in town, who it's like, man, I know they all started somewhere. Right. And so it's just reminding yourself that. It's like, man, it's just, we're not even a year old yet, so we just got to keep growing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love about that? And we can all resonate with it too, is we all work, you know, in some capacity with a nonprofit. And with that... As you said, there are challenges, and even with inside some of those that some of those who are you are helping can be some of those challenges mm. themselves. Mm. How do you get past? Whoo! That person really challenged me on why I want to do this, but the end goal is this, or I got to remember this is why I started. How do you get through some of those really difficult challenges? Like, whoo! God's testing me today to make sure that this is where my heart is. Yeah, yeah man. I think. Well, I think staying humble, but also like just always choosing grace for other people over yeah. judgment. Yeah. Like grace is the greatest thing I can give someone because it's the greatest thing I always need. Right. So um, God honestly challenges me that in, in, like a lot. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, man, I should really hold this against them. But then I'm, I mean, I almost get a heart check. It's like, no, you can't. Right. And that you didn't get in this to hold grudges and you didn't get in this to to quit. You got in this to keep going and moving forward. So I'd right. say just giving people grace, the same grace that I need every day. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we're getting close to time here, but uh, I want to know what sort of. So if somebody decides they're listening to this and like, hey, I like everything this guy's saying. Uh, I want to donate some money. What does what do those donations go towards? How does that help you serve your mission? Yeah, sure. So. Like this weekend, we're doing um, four shows back to back, back to back at the Juvenile Detention Center. <laughs> wow. And then we're doing a show at the Moorhead High School or the uh, Career Academy. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing two shows Saturday, one for the women and then one for the men at the Cass County Jail. Cool. So, you know, flying people in uh, or paying for people's food or stipending volunteers or, or like paying for DJ Ricky to come because he has a family too, you know, not saying, Hey, do this for free, bro. Um, so just taking care of people. That's where a lot of the money goes towards as we're trying to take care of those who are incarcerated. And then, uh, man, I would just say from there to even it goes towards future events, future outreaches, my salary, which is not very high, but we're trying to build it. (laughs) And, um, you know, just being real and, uh, and just going forward with that. Wonderful. All right. So are there, 
another thing I want to know is, are there volunteer opportunities? Do you ever bring people from the community, say they want to they wanna help you somehow in some capacity? Or is that kind of, is that a bit of a barrier because you're going into these facilities and everybody needs to be cleared? And Yeah, so honestly, we actually work a lot with volunteers. We love volunteers. But yeah, everyone has to get cleared. So mm-hmm. it's usually like a little advance notice. Sure. Um, but I had someone reach out to me yesterday uh, who said she had two wonderful volunteers for our leadership leaning at Clay County, at the Clay County Jail for the women. Cool. So I said, hey, send me their phone numbers. I'll send them background packets. We'll get them cleared. And so I'm always looking for people to come in and talk leadership with the, with our folks at the Clay County Jail. I just love them. And um I have like some even bigger thoughts. Like I, I, I kind of have a dream soon to, to write a help. Well, I have a friend of mine that will write the curriculum, but uh, doing a public speaking course at the Clay County Jail. Oh, nice. Maybe like a three or four day thing to really help anyone who's incarcerated to say, I want to grow on how I talk in a job interview yeah. mm-hmm. or I want to grow. How do I give a TED talk? Cool. How do I at a church give my testimony? Yeah. Um, I want to work on my public speaking. Um, I have some bigger dreams too um, to start teaching maybe some, some simple things on how to really work with Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, or uh, Excel um, and teaching these people some life skills so they can put those on their job resumes as well. Um, so above a GED, but some more things that you could put on there, like I'm good with Word, good with Excel, like teaching them things like that. So that's what we're looking at too. So I'm not good with Word or Excel, so I have to hire <laughs> someone to do yeah. that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Give us a real quick success story. People love to hear that this is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, give us one. So we were in the Clay County Jail just this last week and my buddy Fred Edwards came in with me and we did a leadership lean and talk and Fred just brought a great conversation to the table and in the room with our guys and I've been doing this for a little while but in the room with our guys we probably had about 15 men we were laughing and then men started to cry a little bit and tear up and then one guy man just opened his heart up and shared about all the loss in his life and his struggle with addiction he showed us like his needle marks and just how he wants to overcome and then we went to another pod and we talked to another group of men and we we really just felt the need to start talking about man how much your kids still need you how much your kids still love you yeah and then fred and i both saw this gentleman in the back he didn't say anything but his eyes just got red he kind of started wiping tears away and you know that that that's what we're like we're going in there to say, man, there's still hope. Yeah. And don't forget like your title. Right. Like you're a child of God, man. People love you. We love you. We believe in you. Yeah. It's just me. Dude, jail is like, it's like, I kind of compare it to like, and I've never had this, but I've seen people experience it. It's like chemotherapy or something. Like I was just going to say. You're in the middle and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you want to see your kids again so bad. You wish you never would have used again, but you did. You you wish you never would have committed a crime maybe that you did, but it was an impulse or something you struggled with. Right. And you're like, it's just this regret. And we just go in there to just really re-inspire. Yeah. And and claim people. I, I, I may, That may sound funny when I say claim people. Yeah. But sometimes people forget their title. Right. They forget their purpose. Right. So, so I'm, I'm going to claim the purpose over your life and the call over your life. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. One more time, Skylar, we've got a drink over there at Thunder Coffee. They go get it. It yeah. can help benefit Hip Hop for Hope. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to give yeah. a shout out to Skylar's location in Brujala is famous. Oh, so I go to go. Thunder, go. And like, he, the gelato's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with that. If you're over 30 and you're trying to watch the waste, oh, dear. it's almost beach season. So yeah. <laughs> it's no joke. That's true. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, man. Appreciate you. Skylar, man, tell us where we can find Thunder Coffee. You got a second location and what's two, going on in your world? Two spots now, man. We got uh, at Brujala, 1702 First Avenue North here in Fargo. Um, 
it's us and about 14, 15 other businesses in there. So wow. you can show up one place and support a bunch of local businesses. And it's a it's a cool place for date night. Um, I don't know. It's a cool spot to be. When you and go to Thunder Coffee, get the Do Good Dolce too. Absolutely. Background on that real quick. Background on the Do Good? Yeah, what, yeah. It, what it's benefiting. Yep. Yeah, so this one is better. Every, every two weeks, we uh, change up the nonprofit. So this week, it's going to Hip Hop and Hope. A dollar from every purchase. What are we going to do to get a former barista in there to actually make one for somebody? Right, we should get you in there. <laughs> we, should get the, we should get you into a latte art competition. Let's oh, that would be fun. Yeah. I see some printed instructions. Um, you won't want me to design anything on top, though. There will be no good heart on there. Good to see both of you gentlemen. This side of country.